he's he's like really stupid. <laughs> he is. He's just he just is like really stupid. Welcome to the 2021 Spinny Awards. Which is a podcast where we give out awards for 2021. Let's do it. I also hope we have like some fun music right here. Because the Spinnies is so fun. I love that name. Yeah, we're counting on Harry. I'm Haley. And I'm Jordan. So the first one is called the most unexpected trend. So Jordan, I think we should both say our winners first and then we can say the runners up from the category. Okay. What's your most That's unexpected fair. trend? My most unexpected trend, the winner, is the G League mattering again. Because everything with COVID and players and these 10-day contracts and now it's like, People are actually watching the G League that, you know, like GMs and things because they're trying to find people for their team (laughs) like overnight and players are ending their 10 day contracts and immediately getting signed again somewhere else because it is desperate times in the NBA right now. Um, But it's like shout out to the G League. They're like, wow, it took us a couple of years, but we are of importance again. So that's kind of unexpected. It is. I think the teams that have just ignored the existence of the G League, Portland being one, are going to feel it this year. Like, this is the year pro- yeah. that probably changes. I think it's Phoenix. Definitely. And Phoenix and Portland. Yeah. Um, mine is older players coming back into the league to save the day. Save the day is maybe, like, Definitely not save the day for the team necessarily. I don't think that's been proven, but save the day for the NBA, for the mm-hmm. overall organization because so they can see, keep playing. I was having an argument with my dad last week. I think I've told Jordan this story three times now. <laughs> the argument was not last week. Wow, this is crazy. I just want to say this isn't fully my fault for being this like brains absent. It is a little bit because I went to the bar last night to watch um bulls hawks but i'm in louisville kentucky right now so it was blacked out and then i was like that's okay you can put on the lakers game which because it was in memphis was also blacked out and i was like well (laughs) why don't you try the Knicks game and they were like we don't have that channel (laughs) so i did yeah i had to go home and watch it all (laughs) um but i drank there anyway and then also it's so hot in this room because i'm still at my aunt and uncle's the heat is just like, you can see my sweat. I'm <laughs> just <sparkling>. like sparkling. <laughs> You're glistening. Yeah, I'm like um, Edward in Twilight when he's in the <laughs> woods and he's like, look at what I am. Look at what I am. I'm in Kentucky. Um, anyway, my dad and I have this all time debate is a better way to say it, where when teams are playing especially shitty or we're watching a game and a bunch of people are injured, which has come up more and more. He thinks that if players kept leaving or for some reason the top players couldn't play, he thinks it doesn't matter to what level it gets down to. He thinks Mm -hmm. people would still watch. Essentially, the debate is over 
how bad can it get in the t- in the talent pool before people start dropping out? My argument for post pro sports is <clears throat> you can't go too deep. You can't shave off too many layers of talent because for pro sports, and this is the thing is that the fixtures remain the same. It's not the same as high school sports where you don't have to pay that much. Right. You don't have to get a package. There's like the local element of it. You're cheering for people. You're cheering for kids. <clears throat> In pro sports, A, you have to pay a lot. It's not cheap to be a fan, especially if you're a fan of the NBA, because like I found out last night, you know, you can't just go somewhere and watch it. You, I have to have league pass in Louisville, Kentucky. Most people have to have league pass unless you only watch your local team. So A, it's expensive. B, there's not like the storylines, the feel-good storylines. They're not quite the same as in college. And when I tweeted this the other day when they announced that they were, I think it was like, the announcement that said if you're missing a player due to COVID, you can sign somebody else. Mm -hmm. And nobody understood it. That's all I want to say. Everyone took my dad's (laughs) side of you could get, you know, it doesn't matter how many layers you take off of talent. People still watch. But we're talking about people who like only play at the Y is the level we're getting down to. Because people were saying, oh, we still watch college and they're not as good. That's not what I'm talking about. Some college players then go pro. I'm not talking about right. college. I'm not talking about D3. I'm talking about like how far could we go down? I'm saying there's a limit. He's saying there's never a limit. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That actually yeah. helps explain it too. Because I think um, Candace Parker made a good point when she was on, you know, TNT. She was saying, you know, think about the fans. They are paying money to come see LeBron. And if he's not there or the top players continually aren't there, you should refund their money. Like, that's what she mm. was saying to the point where they're not going to be happy just to come see anybody in a Lakers uniform. They're coming to see a specific person. And if those players aren't there, then you should actually, like, stop allowing fans to come because that's not worth their money. And it's like, that's kind of the harsh reality because you are coming to see these superstar players. I know we bought tickets to a Lakers game right when, LeBron was um, like right on the Lakers. My fiance is a huge LeBron's fan. He was hurt that game. And we were like, really? Out of all the games, like we came to see him. So that is, I think, oh, like kind one of the of, first games when he was a Laker? Yeah, one of the first, like the first season, I think he was. Did you just bring Lakers up that uniform. story so you could say my fiance? No, but I really like saying it. No, <laughs> I have to catch myself too. I was going to say boyfriend, but it's fiance. Um, but. I, I think I think she has a point and I think that's kind of a, along the lines of of what you're saying. I agree. I think there is a limit. You don't want just watching anybody play basketball in a NBA uniform. Like there is a level to it. They made that argument too. Um but it just didn't feel the same. It felt a lot like old man shakes fist at cloud or whatever that meme is when they were saying it about resting players because I remember that was the year when like be- the year before the NBA made a rule about you can't rest. It was very, I don't know. Their rule was like vague. It was just like, <laughs> stop, stop doing this essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Kawhi would rest a lot, LeBron mm-hmm. was, uh, Paul George was that year. It, everyone then was saying you should do this for the fans. And at that point I was like, I mean, I don't know. Don't they want to elongate their career? Like, I'm kind of on the mm-hmm. player side. But this is more about an NBA thing than a player-specific thing because they're yeah literally sick. Um. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that's a long way of saying mine is old players coming back. I really enjoyed it. 
um, Lance Stevenson, Brandon Knight. Who were we talking about the other day? Yeah, Joe Johnson. We were saying that like all those names just feel like we're in a different year. Like we just teleported to like 2013. I don't even know what year it is, but it's all these players. Are Darren, Collison Darren Collison was the one we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time he played? 2019? I don't think he was playing basketball. I swear to you. I think he was sitting on his couch and they were like, yo, remember that we were talking about you coming to the Lakers like two years ago? Are you down still? And he was like, yeah, sure. I honestly I think Darren Collison's the one who retired because he's uh, Jehovah's Witness. Am I making this up? I swear he's the one who retired because he's a Jehovah's Witness. And I remember at the time I was like, no, you retired because like no one wants you. <laughs> no he, Because he's a Jehovah's no Witness? Wow. Yeah, he said, well, he's okay, a religious reason, so I don't know. Let's let's pin that. We'll come back to that. Because, I mean, he's I not that old. That. He was the t- he was the 2009 draft, which no. was like Harden. He played with Russ at Steph. UCLA. DeMar was 2009 draft because that always feels wrong to me. It always feels like he should be 2011. I don't know. 2009 draft was a big draft for Louisville. We had Terrence Williams went 11th. Earl Clark went 14th. Earl Clark, Louisville legend, who's now on the Miami G League team. <laughs> it was I think just like, you just I don't brought know, Sioux Falls or something. To bring up Louisville. <laughs> yeah. No, he really, I don't, I, I don't know exactly the last time he uh, played basketball, but it was definitely, I don't know that I could have drank. That, that helps. Yeah, that's a clear picture. Yeah, I don't. I it's genuinely don't think I could drink. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and then okay, so to go back to the category, which was the most unexpected trend, uh, Harry threw in the Wigan essence, Andrew Wiggins, um, being helpful to a team. I will say I did not ever expect this, but it does make sense. You reduce someone's role, and they can do better. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah. Um. Good for him. So yeah, and then Bing Bong. Uh, I don't know, it, Harry. Did you mean this as like the phrase or the Knicks being? What? Yeah, because they're not really as exciting as we thought they would be. So it's kind of like a negative Bing Bong. But I think you just meant the phrase, right? I think the phrase. I meant uh, the whole journey of Bing Bong from the the <laughs> viral video to then the Knicks just being like really disappointing. <laughs> I think I could And the have, like Bing yeah yeah. Yeah, no, the the Knicks being disappointing, I could see. The Bing Bong thing, yeah. That's fun. Um it's fun. and I'm happy that they at least had that. I'm literally <laughs> going to have to clear my throat like 30 times during this. Have you seen Family Stone? The movie with uh Sarah Jessica It's so good. It's yeah. like my favorite Christmas movie. You've seen yeah, it? Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know how Sarah Jessica Parker is like, she comes into the family, essentially, Harry, mm-hmm. and she's spending their Christmas with them, and she's dating one of the sons, and they don't like her because she's uptight, and one of the things that they don't like about her, she always clears her throat. <laughs> so, <laughs> today, I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is not, I'll just say it, is not the character I identify with in Sex in the City. I was just talking mm. to my friend Sam about this. Okay. We about I, another time. Have you been watching the the reboot? The I watched the first two episodes. Big died. I was like, 
<laughs> okay. Spoiler. <laughs> but it, oh, sorry. Have you not watched? <laughs> no, I've watched it. I've watched it. But oh, it's for okay. other people because that is a pretty big spoiler. Eh, maybe it'll give him more incentive to watch it. He sucks. Honestly, he was yeah. always the worst yeah. character. Um, it was okay, bad, but next. I kept watching it. it ha- should I keep watching it? I was like two episodes in. Nah. I was more like, this sucks. Next episode. <laughs> okay. I was just yeah. watching it. You don't have to watch it. I have Love Island next for one. that. Love Island. Okay. Next Spinny Award is Letdown of the Year. What is, who's your mm. winner? Mine is kind of like COVID 2.0 and the league not tightening regulations. Like that's, it's just kind of one of those, like this is a drag because, it's just like we are definitely choosing money and we're not going into a bubble and we kind of don't really care about their safety, but we're going to pretend mm. like we do. And it's just all kind of a big letdown. I think that's mine. That's mine too. Oh, <laughs> great. It's that COVID would get this bad again. We would have a new variant that was not, that the vaccine was not designed for. So there's a lot of breakthrough cases and we keep playing anyway. Um, although yep. I don't think that's a surprise, but you know, you can be let down by things you're not entirely surprised by. Um, runners up for this are nobody hired Becky Hammond. Um, mm. yet again, hopefully this is not the case next year. Yeah. Uh, the fact that so many superstars have been experiencing injuries. Yeah. That is, yeah. In addition to the whole, like, it's it's kind of a disgrace that the league has continued on, or at least not significantly recalibrated, um, which I think is the most I could have asked for out of them to just significantly yeah. recalibrate how they're doing things. Um, a, play, a lot of players also had COVID, like have COVID, and it's not, even if your symptoms are mild, we don't know the long-term effects. Some people mm. who have symptoms that are quote-unquote mild like you can't taste cannot taste for a long time um you're fatigued and for players who are traveling all the time exerting physically night in night out playing back-to-backs like that's probably the worst thing and then Mm -hmm. yeah just regular injuries which I'm not you know I'm not going to explicitly say this but you can also one thing leads to another yeah. If you're already feeling down, if you're already feeling slow, there's a chance that inju- you're going to be more injury prone. And the last one, oh, I almost forgot about this. Chauncey Billups was hired. <laughs> <laughs> an assistant coach with the Clippers for one year does qualify you to be an assistant head coach, of course, especially if you have a spotty record as a person in your personal life. So, yeah, I'm going to go with COVID for that one, too. Um, the next one is the Neil O'Shea Big Dumb Idiot of the Year Award. Who did you have winning this one? Um, I think, you know, this is the first year. Um, I think this is more of a presenting (laughs) award. Like it should, you know, take whoever it's named after should get the award the first year. I think that's only right. (laughs) So I'm going with I'm going with Neil for this one. Um, wow! Kind wow! Of, uh, yeah, I know. Really surprising. I know, coming out of nowhere. But uh, Neil is is our big done idiot of the year. Yeah. 
I also have Neil for, oh. I have Neil O'Shea for the Neil O'Shea Big Dumb Idiot of the Year Award. Wow, Thank great. You guys. Um, I just feel like he has been a big dumb idiot. Um, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm really Very glad fitting. that we agreed on that one. I think a solid runner up is the guy who threw beer um, from the malice of the palace dock. Obviously, he didn't throw the beer this year, but you know, we just remember, and a lot of things were exposed. Uh, I mm-hmm. had his name written down at one time. It's I think his last name's Green. I think it's Josh Green. If that's correct, my Josh? memory Tom? is returning. Yeah, it'd be funny if it wasn't. It <laughs> just yeah, some like random guy. Some poor uh-huh. dude's life. <laughs> if your name is Josh Green. <laughs> And I wrongfully accused you. You may be entitled to compensation. Um, we'll send you a Spencer's hat. Oh, John Green. That's still really cool. John close. Green. Still, if you're a Josh That's Green, I'm sorry. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that guy was an idiot. All right. So that's settled. The next one, this was fun. The best play award. Yeah, this is well, who do you first. Have? I just have or to. What do you have? I have to caveat because I am such a nerd for plays. Like I love them. I love them. I watch, um, you know, the Euroleague women on FIBA and Twitch. And whenever there's a good play, I write it down. I don't know. Am I going to coach? Am I going to go play right now? No, I'm not going to go run this play. But I love it so much. I love the X's and O's. So go coach the award, Clippers on the assistant an assistant role for one year and you will be a coach oh yeah i definitely will i definitely will submit my resume just for the one play that i wrote down <laughs> horns variation um the value is my winner because that was just a beautiful play not only because of the stakes like that was a playoff game it was last second you know every time that situation happens i feel like the commentators us at home are like, well, they could do a tip in. They, you know, they have enough time for a tip in, and that never usually happens. But this actually happened. It was a perfect play, perfect throw to DeAndre Ayton, and it is called the Valley Oop. So that is my best play award winner. Yeah, that's actually mine too. Um, oh my gosh. Because. Because when you qualify it as best play, it is very, very clever to do something that people almost never do. It's so rare. Okay, so essentially Crowder's on the baseline in the quarter trying to inbound. Aiden kind of arcs inside. Zubats is following Mm -hmm. him. And Devin Booker, bless his heart, tries to intercept that but does not. So Zubats is still glued to Aiden. Aiden tips it in. Immediately after, Paul George makes the goaltending symbol and... Which is funny because of his track record of saying things are bad shots, but is also just a (laughs) testament to how clever this play is because even a professional basketball player does not know the rule that you can't, there's no goaltending on an inbounds. Goaltending on an inbounds. And to pull that out in the final, in the Western Conference finals with nine seconds left is very impressive. And the only other time I've heard of this happening. And Monty Williams was talking about it after the fact too was also by the Suns um, mm-hmm. in 2017. So it, this is not pulled out often. And it's also, I mean, not just because it's not thought of, but because it's hard to pull off. That's really hard to pull off. And that was the moment really where I was hard. like, okay, I not only was I significantly wrong about DeAndre Ayton, which I'd had 
feelings of before leading up to that, like throughout their entire Mm -hmm. run. But I was like really wrong about him. And also that I was happy to be wrong about him. That was just extremely impressive. I was, um, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, yeah, we will, out of respect to Harry, we'll say this other nomination, which was Steph's, (laughs) um, record breaking three. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fine. <laughs> that happened um, this season. Uh, but the thing is, is for best play, I just don't think it qualifies. It was just Draymond threw it into Wiggins who passed it out to Steph. It's who had created a little bit of space for Malik Burks. It's not like a masterful play. And if you think of Steph's it would be best threes moment. that have. Yeah, it could be best moment for a Warriors fan. Um, but not even <laughs> overall. Best moment belongs to Anthony Edwards uh, dunking against the Raptors. For this to have, I mean, would have been a lot cooler if Steph had hit this like from, it was one of his that he shot from like really far out. Doesn't even have to be from the logo. He wasn't like falling over shooting it. There's just a lot of ways that he's done it that have been more spectacular. What led up to this play was the really impressive thing for Steph. Right. He changed the course of the NBA of offense, of how you have to defend people. Everything, you know, he changed. Everyone always talks about like you see mini Stephs on the playgrounds now. That's what he changed. But the act for an actual play. No. Which brings me to another runner up. I just mentioned (laughs) Anthony Edwards. Uh, Dunking on really poor Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I've never felt like so sympathetic but also so happy to see somebody eviscerated like that in the same <laughs> second he only played 11 minutes that game i went back and checked and i was like i wonder if he contributed at all in other ways or if he's just gonna remember that game for being dunked on he had but two he rebounds still says, to this day he's like i'm jumping every time like he is like yeah this is the hill i die on i'm jumping every time and it's like you are gonna be on a lot of posters what a way to like define your NBA career. I was on the most posters, not in a good way. <laughs> he that's the Aaron Baines mentality. He's taken one out of the Aaron Aaron Baines school of getting fucking dunked on all the time. Yeah. It was just I but it was such oh, a good God. dunk too. Like he to start that far out, he was just entering the paint. It was one he had his one hand already craned back. Like this is just so impressive. It makes me think of like cartoons so when the big bully would kind of like pick up the kid he was bullying and it was just like such a ridiculous force of you know two kids the same age could not do that <laughs> two human <laughs> beings like one human being should not be able to dunk on another human being like that that was just nuts that was really good i started saying nuts like two weeks ago i think because my aunt says nuts and i'm around her a lot now and uh i can't stop saying it i'd never said nuts before and now everything is nuts i don't say crazy (laughs) or ridiculous anymore it's just like now i say that's nuts so i don't know i'm changing things but now i'm excited i'm different i changed um and then another runner-up that actually i considered because it was just a really good if not play it was good play decision from Giannis was, of course, his uh, help and recover block on Aiden. Um, yeah. In the finals, there was Booker lobbed it to Aiden, and Giannis had to 
the thing that's remarkable about this is that Giannis was facing Booker and Aiden was just behind him. And so he yeah. and Aiden had the same amount of time technically to see it and jump but Giannis had to fully turn around to block it mm-hmm. and still managed to do that where Aiden had a a literally a leg up because they perceived the pass at the same exact time yeah so and was, I think yeah, for that, that one, one too it's it's because it was the finals like it you have to know the situation I think that also helps with with these two yeah absolutely okay the next spinny is the best old guy award. Ooh. I don't remember putting this in there. But <laughs> this was definitely your idea. <laughs> was it my idea? Um, okay. Uh mine goes to <laughs> LeBron James, who's now thirty seven years old. I don't at this point in his career think it's a slight to call him old. I think it's necessary. No, I think he leans into it. Yeah. Lean in. He's obviously relatively old relative to his um, profession, but it's, it is truly remarkable that he's doing what he's doing at 37, even though this year has been a bit different. Um, and the last two years have been filled with things that we're not used to in a LeBron season, like injuries and gaps and, like I said last night, the turnover that wasn't his fault. Like this stuff's kind of getting hard to watch because he is still so hyper capable that the fact that the people around him are not is upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. But I watched this reel that was on Twitter that was like his entire career, and it's it is mind blowing the things he's been able to do at every stage of his career with the specific limitations he's had to deal with that just come from time, you know, that just come from age. He was such a different player at the beginning of his career. And he's had to slowly tinker his game because for anyone else, we would say they regressed because they got slower. And with him, it's just not true. He's like found ways to make the small consequences of aging into something that's really special and good and shows how smart he is and capable in other ways. So it's just, yeah, it's been great to watch him. He's my best old guy. I have written down on here, Haley's uncle, which I, now I do remember this category. (laughs) Yes, because your uncle was bringing Popeye's and that's why we started this category. (laughs) Right. He brought me Popeye's last night. We were talking about this. Um, Spicy chicken sandwich. I forgot how fat those pickles were. Oh yeah. They're good. They're good pickles. Thick pickles. Yeah. Yeah. They're good pickles. Anyway, who's yours? Is it my uncle? It is your uncle. Um, But also, probably the opposite, maybe not the opposite of everything you said about LeBron, but my favorite old guy is Udonis Haslam because he's mm-hmm. like 85 and he's still cheering on the sidelines and Heat fans love him. Every time he gets checked in, like the last minute and a half of a game, people go crazy um i just feel like he's actually been there for 37 years and it's so cool that he's still playing and he's like a coach but getting a player salary and still getting to like wear the uniform and and be with the kids so it's just it's cool to see every miami game that's what i that's who i come to watch udonis haslam yelling at people getting hype on the bench it seems like the best job 
in the world, honestly. So yeah, that's my he's, best he's old guy. a unique character. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. The Heat um, fans get really defensive when it's pointed out how ridiculous it is that he hasn't just moved into <laughs> some kind of role with the franchise that's not player. But I mean, I guess it's helpful now or could be. Um, right? That's a, that's a hey. good answer, though. That's a good award. The runners up Thanks. from this, we have from this, are Greg Popovich. Um, which is fine. I think he's just in this category by default. And the old yeah. guy from Squid Game. Can't and here's the thing. That. I don't know if he's the best old guy. He was behind the whole thing. He started it. Mm-hmm. He was he was he the was best so old cute. guy when he was playing. He was cute. But then he was like, yo, I run this shit. And I was like, I don't know if I like you anymore. No, so. I do. Yeah, I don't. But still, you have to admit he was from multiple yeah. angles. The He's best. Had a good year. The, yeah, yeah. And Big can year I just say, guy. I think something special about the old guy from Squid Game is that he was really good at being an old guy. You know, mm. moving really slowly, right. kind of being good at things that old people are good at. I wonder yeah, how he old he is. Do we know how old the he actor. is? Yeah. He had to be like 90. Maybe not. I bet he's 87. Ooh, let's take bets. 87. I think what he's think? I think he's 90. I think he celebrated his 90th birthday this year. I don't think he's crossed 90. Harry, what do you I think? typed an old guy. Old guy from Squid Game oh, uh, came up. That's pretty crazy. I have the answer. Oh, okay. What is it? Answer, well, yes. okay, so you can't bet. Yeah. 77. Oh, it looks good for 77. Oh, I feel so rude now. <laughs> no, I knew he wasn't 90. Oh, but that's, shit. that's I feel rude now. Hey, he made his probably biggest bag at 77. It's not too late, yeah. kids. Keep dreaming. Yeah. That's how old my uncle is. And LeBron. Nice. Okay, <laughs> next category is Instagram of the year. Mm. What do you have for this one? Who did I have? Ooh. My winner for this is not a player. <laughs> but it was Drake posting that he wants a WNBA team in Toronto, following that up with a post with Liz Cambage saying he wants her to be the face of his franchise. That blew my mind. And I was like, wait. Could I invest? Like, I was going down this rabbit hole of, like, how can we make this happen as soon as possible? And so I think of, like, an Instagram post that changed my day <laughs> and threw me for a spin was that one. How so can we make like this happen? Adjacent. He's like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He could just do it. He could just he flick could some it. money out of his bank account and do it, like, in a second. I actually hated no. that Instagram account because I was like, shut up and just do it. I know, he's, I know. He's but so, it made me he's such a posture. <sighs> Look, Drake is, Drake, to show me you support women. <laughs> I just don't, <laughs> I still don't buy it. He's got what, like 56 Birkin bags in his closet waiting for his future wife, but he can't just buy a WNBA team. I know. Literally like three of those bags would probably buy a WNBA team. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Dusty. Get, get rid of them. Buy the WNBA The team. Liz but thing. I, yeah. 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 I want her to be the face of 
my franchise as well. Um, <laughs> I love her. Didn't we see her at Summer League? We saw her at Summer League, and I saw her when uh, I went to Vegas like three years ago, right when the Aces were a thing. She was kind of nice. She took a picture with me, which she didn't have to. She was just shopping at Louis Vuitton, so it was it was Why nice for me. <laughs> I was not. I was in the mall and I saw oh. her and I waited for her to get out like a creep. But it's fine. It was worth <laughs> it. Great picture. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, what's up, guys? Jordan Liggins here. TickPick should be your first choice to buy basketball tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is an exclusive ticketing partner for Spinsters and the Blue Wire Network. NBA basketball is finally back, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NBA tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. I'm actually super excited because I'm about to go visit my sister in Chicago and we're going to go to a Bulls game and hey, I'm going to check out TickPicks for the best tickets on the market. I know they're going to be the best price, I know it's going to be easy and no service fees. Visit TickPick.com slash spin today to save $10 on your first order of NBA tickets. TickPick.com slash spin. Okay. Um, the next spinny is the coach butterfly effect. So this is yeah, explain this things one. that would have been different had something else happened, which is, yeah. And we called it coach butterfly because... Had the Bucks lost, Coach Bud would have been out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead, and they won. And now he's got a championship. <laughs> I know. And specifically, if Katie's foot was behind the line, like that, I think that really falls into play with that. So that was that was mine. Oh, that's yours specifically. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mine is um, if Ben Simmons had taken that layup. Ooh! Wow. A lot of things would be different. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. A Sixers lot of things would be different. Crying right now. Whoo, yeah. I genuinely think that he would have been. It would have brought the embracement he wanted. They mm-hmm. never would have had that press conference. His teammates and Doc wouldn't have talked shit about him to that degree. It, to the entire public, it wouldn't have severed the ties that extremely. And maybe it would have given him, it would have emboldened him into being more aggressive in his wow. scoring and shooting. I'm just picturing the alternate universe where that happens. And like he's getting lifted up by his teammates, they're cheering, Embiid is hugging him. Oh man, that is so not what happened. I know. So that's mine. Coach Butterfly. Yeah, that's a good one. I like these a lot. Um, That was the one that came to my head first, so I didn't think of any others. But if anybody thinks of any others, send them to me because I like the idea of this. Also, we could make a movie. Mm. Isn't that a movie, The Butterfly Effect? We could make a basketball version of that. Yeah. I love that. Um, Starring Ben Simmons. (laughs) Actually, this is the last one. The last spinny 
is the worst tweet of the year sponsored by Brainworms. Um, <laughs> so what is your winner, Jordan? Did I have one for this one? I guess we should say oh, this could no. also be called the But I Was Told Steph Curry Wasn't a Good Shooter Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, oh, oh. I think this one, this one was mine. The first of all, just Kyle Kuzma. Just back away from the Twitter keyboard because they are bad. But I think when he chimed in about the anti-vax and the vaccinations and all of that, and he goes, which is now deleted. So when did following HIPAA rules correlate to being anti-vaccinated? And yeah. it was just dumb. It was actually dumb. So that was the worst tweet, Be especially since he deleted it. He knew and people he loved told him, actually, you should take that down. Like, you actually sound stupid. So that's where I think it categorizes as the worst tweet. I'm going to go but ahead and say I don't think I don't think people love him enough because he tweets <laughs> the dumbest shit. And not, I mean, he's not the only one who got HIPAA confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like since COVID has happened and it became this like very utilized thing by people who are not in favor of the vaccine or are anti-vax or just right wingers. But it does not mean that you can't inquire about health information it doesn't extend to that yeah if i went to kyle kuzma's doctor and was like is he diagnosed with brain worms she couldn't <laughs> tell me that's not allowed but we can still ask things um it's literally was made <laughs> about protecting patients from health insurance providers but i love to be see it weaponized into um on kyle kuzma's <laughs> Personal Twitter. Completely And flipped. then the one that he just did yesterday yeah. was a quote Oof. tweet of a CNN article headline was Elon Musk is due to end 2021 with one of the largest tax bills in history, which is a whatever headline, extremely misleading. Um, mm -hmm. And because it literally factors into like a day of work for him um percentage wise also he has not paid taxes the last couple years um mm -hmm. because he's not logged himself as an employee so he does not pay income tax um anyway kyle kuzma quote tweeted that with in the spongebob font which means like one word <laughs> letters capitalized the other one's lowercase the other one's capitalized he said the rich don't pay taxes <laughs> And God. my favorite part is the the comment in that of somebody like tw uh, finding old tweets where he quote tweeted Bernie Sanders and was like, how is this right that the rich only pay this little taxes? And like the guy who tweeted that was like, what happened, Kyle? Like what changed? And then someone responded and was like, he just signed a fat contract last year. <laughs> like now he's yeah. a part of this group. <laughs> no, look, he's right. He's right. Millionaires have it really hard, and I feel bad for him. Um, so bad. Yeah, I feel terrible. I hope that he, I hope that they sort that out. Yeah, billionaires shouldn't pay taxes. Um, yeah. Another runner up is this uh, tweet that's also very fresh from Clutch Sports. Um, it says retweet to vote for hashtag NBA All Star at Ben Simmons25, <laughs> which is his handle. 
So cringy. it's actually kind of it's got a lot of steam. And I think yesterday he was leading. Um, I think he was only behind LeBron or maybe like LeBron was uh, second. I, I'm not sure which, but it has caught steam. I also asked this to people for their worst tweets. <laughs> and I have a couple if you want me to read them off. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh. There's one by NS Cantor Freedom um, where he's mm. <laughs> saying say he's in the he's in the picture with John Bolton um, and he says, thank you for your support and friendship. So mm. that's scary. <laughs> um, he also was in a this is the same day, a different day, actually, which might, kind of makes it worse, um, where he's showing Jared Kushner something on his phone and he says, beautiful things are ahead. So these are like frightening tweets. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even just like worse. That's actually scary. Um, (laughs) This one I forgot about, but is very funny. Um, Jay Williams tweeting uh, when. Oh, sorry. I clicked out of it. Jay Williams tweeted the first head coach of color for the Celtics. And even more importantly, he's one of the most talented individuals who's paid his dues, just completely forgetting about their most famous uh, player figure in history. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> that was an amazing tweet. Need a fact checker. Um, yeah. And then he tried to he tried to go back on it and say he was hacked. No. Yeah, no, I swear. I remember no. this. Why would yeah. a hacker, out of all the things, come on, people, out of all the That's things. That's the thing is hacker, the hacker excuse really doesn't, it never has made any sense. Maybe that's okay, my so, unexpected trend, the blaming, blaming it on the hackers this year. I guess I didn't give that tweet background. If you're not on Twitter, he was tweeting this when Ime was hired and he, Jay Williams was essentially like, he did say he was hacked. He essentially was congratulating him for being the first um, coach of color to quote him and uh, just forgot Bill Russell existed. That was my first thought when I when I heard you reading that. I was like, wait, they had a player coach. Yeah. Bill Russell. Um, oh, man. LeBron tweeting at Chris Paul uh, in the finals and he said two down, two to go. And then they had. They just lost it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's tough. Baron Davis tweeting a picture of tacos with ketchup on them. Oh, I remember that. Oh, gosh. That set Twitter on fire. That was like, what? That was only like a week ago. Was that a week ago or less? Oh, wait. Am I yeah, thinking about something else? With yeah. ketchup and you tacos? You have to be. Oh, God. I hope not. I thought that was just That was a thing. Oh, I forgot about this one from Kyrie. My mask is off. Now take yours off. No fear. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jordan, I think you're thinking of Patrick Mahomes liking ketchup. Yes. That's uh, that's what it was, I think. Yeah. It was something ketchup. That's gross. Kyrie. Mm. Well, yeah, these are all bad tweets. Should be the bad, like the worst tweet 
Hall of Fame inductees. We should do that every every spinnies. Because all these are winners to me. Oh, you know what? Ennis also did the Jeremy Lin one. Oh. It's hard to tell even just between him. It's like, is it Kuzma or is it Ennis? Who has the worst (laughs) ones? I'm going to say Ennis because his were a bit more. Like Kuzma's, I'm not saying they're not harmful. Like the things he was, especially like with the vaccine and and HIPAA and everything. It's not like it's not harmful. But Mm -hmm. with... Ennis, they were a little bit more pointed with Kuzma. Is kind of just like he was like running around in a circle, like punching himself in the face. You know what Honestly, I mean? Honestly, we had, we did have one category on here for like strongest brand. And I think you can argue that Ennis Cantor Freedom is going for strongest brand. Like he's going full in, changing his name what? with the tweets. Like that is his brand now. Freedom, quote unquote is his brand so it's it's going on fox news it's tweeting out these horrendous photos like that's his brand yeah he has the freedom to be a fucking idiot so (laughs) he's he's in strong contention for next year's neil o'shea's big demo i know wow he's really just going across categories here i forgot about there's this isn't instagram technically but this was like less than a week ago LeBron had the Spider-Man meme, but it was three Spider-Mans and mm-hmm. one of them had COVID, the other one had flu and the other one had cold. And someone, some people were saying, no, guys, I think he just means the symptoms are similar. I don't think he's conflating all of them. But um, then he doubled down and, and it did say that he was conflating all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, you want to end it there? Let's end it there. That was a great spinnies. Round of applause to all of our nominees and our winners. Um, Let us know if you have any other nominees or categories that we should do. Um, But thank you for attending the first annual Spinnies Award. Uh, Say hi on our voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com. This is literally the last time Neil Olshi is going to be winning something for a very long time. (laughs) Spencer's is hosted by me and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, and Harry Krinsky. Our video producer is Jackson Safan. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard. And our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. This is Anthony Schwartz, Vocal of Florida, and I'm a friend of Dishes and Dimes. All the girls' Dishes and Dimes are related. And I had to fucking know what would happen if I called this number. I cackled. I cackled when this voicemail thing started. Absolutely hilarious. Um, I cannot think of a better way to spend my evening after, like, having probably one too many glasses of wine but hilarious uh i need to share this on twitter immediately uh, Haley told me to call and i did so i uh, thank you right like thank you for the content thank you for this hilarious voicemail and let me go spread the words right let me let me go be a helpful helpful subscriber good luck girls happy holidays to you 
Uh, I hope you and yours are having, man, just in the middle of a pandemic, an amazing holiday season. Continue all the success, man. We're, we're rooting for you.